Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. With the fate of Democrats' $1.7 trillion social and climate spending bill now in the hands of the Senate, all eyes are on moderate Democrat Joe Manchin. The West Virginians' vote is widely seen as the hardest one to get, and he holds particular sway over the bill's $550 billion for energy and climate provisions. That's leading to new scrutiny of his family's direct financial ties to the coal industry. So for years, Joe Manchin says he's operating in the best interest of West Virginians and obviously a coal-friendly state. But one thing Manchin has talked a lot less about is how some of his actions, particularly around climate policy, have also benefited him and his family personally. Today, e News reporter Scott Waldman explains Joe Manchin's family business and the ethics questions it raises as Democrats try to pass Biden's reconciliation package. It's Tuesday, November 23rd. So Manchin founded a company in 1998 called Enter Systems. It's now run by his son, Joe Manchin IV, in a blind trust. And Enter Systems is unique in that it specializes in preparing and transporting waste coal from former mines to be burned for electricity at uh, one particular power plant in West Virginia, which is called the Grant Town Power Project. Waste coal is tiny bits of coal mixed in with shale, mud, and clay that at one time was just considered useless, but has since been recognized as something that pollutes heavily in the environment and is worth cleaning up. It produces a tremendous amount of carbon dioxide emissions as well as air pollution, but it's also pollutes the environment if it sits there in the ground. So Manchin has specialized in bringing this to one power plant in West Virginia over the years called Grantown. I feel like in the past few years, we've learned a lot about the limits of government ethics rules. What do ethics experts say about this potential conflict of interest? Well, what's different now is that he holds a disproportionate role in basically being a kingmaker over the latest reconciliation package. So Manchin has the power to, if he wants, zero out any sort of climate provisions, which he has in particular focused on in the last few months. So ethics officials are looking at this business arrangement a little differently where they say, geez, Manchin has long been an advocate for the fossil fuel industry and also you know, for his state, which is a very coal-heavy state, of course, in West Virginia. But it's also Manchin has been advocating for interests that clearly would benefit him personally, financially. And what is that scale of personal financial benefit? So Manchin earns roughly $500,000 a year if you look through his financial disclosure. Some years it's more, some years it's less. And his total stake in the company is worth up to $5 million. So coal hasn't exactly been a booming business in recent years, mostly because of this trend towards switching to natural gas. How is Manchin's business doing? Well, as other sort of coal companies and coal brokerages and even mines have closed in West Virginia over the last few years, especially the last 10 years, Manchin's company has continued to thrive. That's because Enter Systems sells its coal to one power plant, the Grand Town Power Project, which specializes in waste coal. So the Grand Town Power Project is locked into a contract with a large utility called First Energy, and Grand Town produces power until 2036 for First Energy under this contract. So Manchin has never lost his primary customer, even as the power plant itself has cost First Energy and therefore its customers about $150 million in the last six, seven years. 
And it sounds like the power plant has a proposal for potentially even extending that length of time now. That's right. And so what the power plant wants to do is actually buy out of this contract with First Energy and switch over to just powering a cryptocurrency mining operation. And this is happening at sort of a a burgeoning trend nationwide where smaller coal-fired facilities, sometimes even natural gas facilities, are taking themselves out of contracts and just selling privately to one customer that's going to power Bitcoin mining. And this is sort of the perfect size. It's a small 80 megawatt facility that alone could power a single Bitcoin mining operation. Hmm. Now, Manchin objected to one of the strongest climate provisions that was originally in the reconciliation bill. This was the Clean Electricity Performance Program. And I think he said that he didn't see the point in paying utilities to pay for this transition away from coal, since it's something that they were already doing anyway. But it sounds like maybe that doesn't bear out when it comes to his own family business. That's right. The Clean Electricity Performance Program certainly would have shut down coal-burning power plants around the country. Not directly, but basically utilities would be under pressure to take coal offline and increase their renewable energy. So any plant that's been around for a while and that has significant air pollution, as this plant does, over time is going to be counting against utilities' bottom line if they're not moving fast enough into renewable energy. So you could see a limited lifespan for this plant, particularly since it's been losing money. Also, on Monday, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer directed state agencies to speed up their work to remove lead pipes from local drinking water systems. The move comes as Michigan is expected to receive $10 billion in funding from the recently passed bipartisan infrastructure bill. $1.3 billion of that is expected to be used for the excavation and removal of lead service lines. Whitmer's order comes after several major lead-related crises in the state including drinking water contamination in Flint and, more recently, in the city of Benton Harbor. The state legislature still needs to approve how that money gets distributed, though, and negotiations between Whitmer and Republican lawmakers are still going on over how to spend it. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Annie Snyder, and we'll see you tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.